You're listening to the morning show on WCMP. Really tough to work on this with all the printer. I can't print anything. Our morning show guy will challenge any other local DJ to a boxing match. Any takers? That's what I thought. I love the morning show. He's the strongest person in the studio if I go to the bathroom. That, of course, is Pine City native Joe Keyport. Joe, welcome in. How's it going today? It's going well. It's Thursday, which means we got the weekend coming up. Mm-hmm. Got any sick plans this weekend? Not in the slightest. Just going to chill? Yeah. Oh. It's always, I mean, I work here nonstop through the week because I don't. And then, you, then you, you're supposed to party on the weekends. I don't have the energy to party on the weekends. Well, you steal my soul here. <laughs> well, I'm doing a great job of that, I guess. Mm. Let's talk some local news. What you got for today? Well, we can talk Chisago County, where businesses should be aware after fake $100 bills were discovered earlier this week. Ten $100 bills were received by the Chisago County by Chisago County deputies in the south end of the county. They were they've been described as obviously counterfeit counterfeit. Bills feature pink Asian characters on the front and the back. And law enforcement says there's a number of scams using this kind of currency going on right now in the area. It seems it seems real to me. I don't know how else you're supposed to. I mean, uh, some uh, pink colors. Like, do you tell me the hundred dollar bill doesn't have pink colors on it? Mm-mm. Huh? No, the, no. Aren't the colors red, white, and pink? Isn't that no? Even- no. Now they're supposed to be green? Be green or whatever oh, okay. weird color it is. All right, we'll keep an eye out. What else are we talking about today, Joe? Aiken County has reported its first death related to COVID-19. According to the county public health supervisor, the victim was in their 80s and released no other in- other information regarding the uh, patient. Uh, the county has... Con- Con- 29 confirmed cases as of yesterday of COVID-19. Uh, to continue, Pine County has had 128 confirmed cases right now. Chisago has 184, Isanti 114, and Canaveral County has 30 confirmed cases. All right, update there. What else are we talking about today, Joe? Uh, Monday marks the beginning of Phase 2 for the Street Improvement Project in the city of Sandstone. Phase 2 will focus on portions of Court, Pine, Commercial, Avenues plus 5th and 6th Street. Crews will be fixing pavement along with doing spot, curb, and gutter uh, repairs. Construction is scheduled to be wrapped by October 2nd. Then one more start for today, Joe. Yeah, so last Saturday, Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers' mask mandate went into the effect. Much to this may end praise from residents. You've kind of been seeing both sides of it. Many chimed in, including sheriffs in the northwestern part of Wisconsin, who pointed out difficulty enforcing the mandate. Our attorney general's office has given guidance to the sheriff to say that public health should actually be the one that enforces this mandate. So I believe they're gathering the information and forwarding it to the district attorney, and then he will make a decision on whether or not he's going to pursue it. That was Burnett County Sheriff Tracy Finch. Finch went on to say that the phone uh, that there's a phone line and email tip line set up for those looking to report violations, and you can listen to that full report on WCMP's On Demand podcast. All right, that's a good your local news. It seems like women just don't trust us men to decorate, Joe. You know what I'm talking about? Probably not because you haven't had to deal with a certain situation. Uh-huh. But like. You know, there's the old uh, let's let's hold up and oh caveman over here. 
But we have this thing called like our man cave, you know, our man room where we do manly stuff. You know what I'm talking about, Joe? It's manly stuff. I work on cars. I work on my shed. I work on my lawnmowers. Those are you know? inherently manly things? Yeah, dude. I don't like, really uh, think they are. Uh, just... Take the jar, the top off the jar of the pickle. Ah. They not really sound like inherently masculine, so that's just more things people can do. Yeah, but I mean, it's uh, historically, I would say. Historically, because... Of, uh, Women weren't allowed to. Yeah, I'm, I mean, dude, we're talking, we're talking man stuff. Some grease, some oil, yeah. Well, this guy had a good idea, okay. and this doesn't have to do with my wife being mad, but she probably would be mad about this same situation. Twenty-four-year-old woman posted a story online talking about a problem she's been having with her twenty-five-year-old husband. Well, first off, it's it's too late, sweetie. There's no such thing as divorce in this country. <laughs> You're going to have to just deal with it. Mm -hmm. They've been married for about a year now, and quote, husband has always had a soft spot in his heart for Taco Bell, or as I like to call it, a soft taco in his heart (laughs) for Taco Bell. (laughs) Right, Joe? One day, this woman came home and found a bunch of the 90s Taco Bell memorabilia in the garage. Okay. Someone went to uh, an estate sale and cleaned out someone else's. He evidently got a bunch of 90s Taco Bell memorabilia. Okay. Her husband used all the memorabilia to create a Taco Bell-themed office, including a full booth right there in the house as well. That's strange. Now, this is the office, though. If he works from home, shouldn't he be allowed to decorate his office as pretty much however he wants? Unless it's one of those where, like... They both use it for other things. I mean, if he works from home and it's his primarily, yeah, it's fine. It basically that. is his, according to the story. The woman says they have separate bank accounts, so the guy spent his own money. Yeah. Um, set up the, his office where she rarely goes. But she thinks it's, quote, ugly and tacky and goes against the entire motif of the house. First off, mm-hmm. can we have some fun once in a while, Joe? Why... Are our significant others just always buzz killing us on the fun factor? Why can't we just enjoy this Taco Bell themed office? I'm sorry, but if you're staying in a Taco Bell, there's rarely enjoyment involved in that. This enjoyment, dude. Just just last night on my way home from volleyball, you know what I got? Taco Bell. Yes. Did you and stay I, in that Taco Bell though? And I got a cheese. No, I, I went through the drive-through. See exactly. Do you primarily go through the drive-through? Do you ever stay inside a Taco Bell? Used to. Back in the uh, 90s, which is where this, of course, the Taco Bell memorabilia this guy's got, used to sit in there all the time. They got the, the cool th- stuff. The 90s memorabilia from Taco Bell is like that cool. Like that just the name, name five. Name five what? Exactly. Five of the things? Mm-hmm. They got like all the swirls things. They got like the, the crazy boost with like the, the one thing that's like a boost seat and then the one table that kind of slides on over. It just, it's, and they got like the bowling alley carpet. It just screamed. 90s. Mm. That's just what the Taco Bell themed places did. And this guy just wanted his office to feel like a Taco Bell. That way he knows that every 15 minutes he'll have to run out and go to the bathroom. <laughs> that's that's the way he wanted to have his office. And if she rarely is in there, why can't he just have it the way he wants it, Joe? It sounds like he barely gets the garage to himself. Can't he just have his office and decorate the office he, the way he wants it to be, Joe? I guess. I don't know. This is just a stupid argument. Why is it a stupid argument? 
I don't know. Cause like, t- when my wife gets to cho- choose the, the color, the decor, the trim, everything in the bedrooms, mm-hmm. why can't this guy just have one room to himself? Do you have an opinion, though, on... Me, no. I See, uh, see the, the, the point is mute, then. Mute, but, then, Joshua. But my wife doesn't come into the shed... Yeah. And tell me how to decorate the shed or how to have the shed, how to have my tools, how to have this, have the shelves, because it doesn't affect her that much. She's rarely in there. Same with this situation. Yeah. This goes for both ways, but either way, ladies, just let us fellas have have our, our one spot. Let us have we, we're, we realize we're weird. Like the night like nobody here I don't think is gonna say, Oh, that nineties Taco Bell themed office makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's gonna agree with that. But just let us have our fun, okay? Just let us have our fun. Joe, thanks for stopping by, my friend, and we'll talk to you later in the 8 o'clock hour. See you then. That's Pine State Native Joe Keyboard here on WCMP. Garth Brooks here on WCMP at 7.35 here for your time. Time for the Sheriff's Report brought to you by Bozeman Newton Insurance. Rates too high. Call Bozeman Newton Insurance today. Let's welcome in Sheriff Jeff Nelson. Jeffrey, what's up, man? Good morning. It's a uh, nice day out, and I'm just excited to be here. Have you have you done anything outside the past couple weeks? Uh, does counting on my uh, wow does working on my house count? Are you what are you doing on your house? Well, we did a uh, like a uh, stone patio project. Ooh, how did that turn out? Awesome, as, of course, as, right? As, as great as you expected, worse than you expected, about what you expected. I don't know what you set the bar at. Yeah, it was about what I expected. It took a lot huh. more work than I thought because. Uh, we live on clay soil, and so going through the internet and finding all the best advice possible uh, involved apparently digging a huge hole to fill it in with not clay soil, yeah, and sand or whatever. Packing that and filling it and packing it, and yeah, so mm-hmm. it's, it's turned into a summer-long project that Ooh. we actually put the uh, spray sealer on it last night. Ooh, so might be done. Wow. And then we'll then see what heaving. happens this winter. When yeah, it when moves. heaving hits, too. Oh, and then no, and no. It's going to be I like a all f- the work into it, so that won't happen. Oh, really? It's it's perfect. You think so? Perfect. Well, worst case is if it does happen, you pull up that one piece, and then you kind of tamp it down and then put it right back. It shouldn't take that long. Sure. Yeah. Or you start all over and just... Yeah, just start from scratch. Or build a deck over the top of it so you can't Ooh. see what's going on underneath it. I like it. I like yeah. all those options. Yeah. It's um, good to have options. So, I mean, it sounds like you've been super busy here this past week just doing nothing. Um, what did you have? What? Uh, what did you have? Oh. Tell me what you had to talk about. Sorry, I didn't quite understand that. That's okay. <clears throat> I was just rambling. All right. So we um, kind of in our normal call load, about just under 500 for our calls for service. Um, kind of a, uh, I guess, none. Wow. Can't talk today, apparently. Uh, we did have several thefts from vehicles reported. Uh, and I know I've talked about them before about making sure they're locked and stuff. And it seems like this time um, uh, they were going through the windows and breaking those. So unfortunately, even sometimes when we're trying to do the best we can on that, um, they'll still go in. So uh, bo- two of them were at uh, boat launches. Mm. Uh, one up in the Finlayson area and one down here in Pine. Um, I think the the key to both of these was there are some uh, visible uh, tools sitting in the one was in a topper of a truck or under a topper, 
and the other one was in an SUV type vehicle where they could look inside and see that there might be some things of value. And then there was another one in the Ascove area where a uh, newer cell phone was sitting visible on the dash or the council. So, uh, you know, again, the, the common theme on the uh, thefts from the cars seemed to be leaving stuff out where it was obviously uh, drawing attention to that vehicle that there might be something worth taking in there. So, again, I want to stress that uh, people should be doing what they can, obviously, to secure the vehicles, um, but also to put the items of value um, out of sight or leave them at home or intentionally. Unfortunately, uh, you know, you have to kind of go um, leave some of that stuff at home when you hook up the boat and, and leave it uh, unattended for uh, a few hours on to access. So, um, I always keep a pair of dirty underwear in my car, visible, so that way people know this is not the car I want to break into. Good advice. It's it, it kind of works. Too. I would think it would. You don't have to actually stain them, but you can just like just make them look like they're obviously worn. Like wrinkle them up a little bit, and then lay them over the top of anything valuable or near anything valuable, or just kind of put it by the window or windshield. And then people will see that dirty underwear, and they'll be like, "Ah, you know, this person clearly doesn't take very good care of her stuff and doesn't care." So then they they don't they don't bother. I like it. Socks work too. But you gotta like. I don't know. I, I, it's, that's I, my socks smell pretty bad. So no, I mean, okay. but once they break the window, well, yeah, they'll be like turn around. Once you get in there, it, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe throw some dead flies on top of them to, to yeah, prove the point. I don't have they to. They're already smell. there. So perfect. Uh, you know, and you can now sell fake dirty underwear or something. To, well, as I'll, a security I'll you, device. I'll sell you the real thing for four dollars. Just come meet me here in the parking lot of WCMP. I got. I got tons of them, Sheriff. I'll promote the uh, swap spot. Yeah, if, oh, if that, people want to meet uh, and exchange that kind of items, dirty, great you can come to our parking lot. We have security cameras. We have a couple uh, yeah. parking spots designated for um, exchanges of various mm-hmm. types. Uh, so if that's something you want to uh, meet Josh over there, go ahead and yeah, set that idea. up and take advantage of that uh, safe area to do it. I, I wouldn't suggest meeting Josh uh, anywhere else. So yeah, great those idea. of you that haven't met him, uh, make, sure you, make sure you follow that advice. Solid advice. <clears throat> uh, we did have a fake $100 bill uh, come through in Hinkley. I think other communities have had the same thing. And again, it's fairly typical uh, being on the 35 corridor. Uh, people will come up and hit uh, several businesses on the, on the route, if you will, and... Uh, so when they go through here, they, they tend to show up in, in a lot of different areas. So, uh, you know, we do take those items and uh, go, we'll forward them all to the Secret Service and they'll actually try to compile where the bills are coming through and get a bigger picture of what's going on. So, you know, sometimes it's, it's a fairly coordinated effort and sometimes it's uh, somebody trying to do it in their basement type thing. So, um you know, if you're if you're dealing with money, as always, make sure you check it out. Unfortunately, technology is making it a little easier to um, make forgeries. So, um, give them a good look and feel, and make sure all the security um, devices are on them and and the uh, they seem appropriate. So, um, 
you don't want to be the one that gets stuck with them and, and not have real money when you want to deposit it in the bank. So um, we did have a apartment a complex that had a uh, their coin-operated laundry machines broken into again. That seems to happen every six to nine months. Again, uh, that, that was down in the Pine City area, so it was uh, just the one building. So hopefully that was the end of that. But you know, uh, one thing I wanted to point out is if you're out fishing and you're coming in and out of the accesses and there's odd-looking vehicles that don't appear to be there for a good reason, let us know. It goes back to that, uh, you know, calling in that suspicious activity. Same thing with the uh, apartment uh, thefts that I just talked about. If there's somebody hanging around the building that you think is suspicious, let us know. Um, you know, a lot of times people will think about it after they leave or after they hear about it that, oh, yeah, I saw someone that didn't look like they should be there because they had a, a crowbar in their hand or something. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, even if it's just people hanging around at an access that aren't fishing or what have you, there's obviously several reasons they could be there that are legitimate, but also several that aren't. So let us know if you see them uh, so we can go, um, if nothing else, find out why they're there, make sure everything's okay with them. And if they're up to no good, uh, figure that out as well. Uh, so it is uh, campaign season for politics, if people haven't noticed that already on TV and uh, other media outlets. And uh, so that brings up, uh, unfortunately, uh, yard signs and yard sign vandalism or theft. So we did have already somebody was uh, out taking campaign signs, apparently. And I just want to remind people that that is a crime. So, but what if they're they're supporting the opposite candidate you wanted to support, though? Oh, then it's fine. Oh, okay. You just you just have to leave a note with a disclaimer of why you took it. Yeah, just be like, hey, I'm not voting for this person that you had to sign up for, so I don't appreciate it. And, and a name and an address. Name and an address. Yes. Okay. So and then it's legit. Oh, okay. Yeah, just wanted fine. to check. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like some good, solid misinformation you're putting out to the public there, Sheriff, courtesy of Joshua Miron. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I get that. So just leave them alone. You know, everyone uh, has the right to have uh, the candidate of their choice uh, on a sign on their property. Is that – that's – is that there's no law really on that? That's more of ordinances when it comes to like what type of science, or is there some laws? There, there are some laws, but um, they don't regulate size generally, or you know the the placement would be it's road uh, right away. It yeah, can't be that. it can't obviously be blocking traffic or on um, public areas where where it's not. Where it's not, uh, or yeah, where it's blocking someone's view, or you know, someone's gonna not be able to pull off to the side of the road if they need to, and, and that kind of stuff. So it's got to be with permission on private property, not a hazard. And then it would revert to local jurisdictions if a city or a, a local jurisdiction has other sign ordinances that might uh, affect that. But <clears throat> generally, the uh, campaign signs are kind of wide open, if you will, on, on uh, how big they can be and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so I know, I guess I heard of a, somebody who had a small 
campaign sign that went missing. So then they went and made up a, a full sheet of plywood size sign and anchored that down a little bit better. So, um, not, seems, seems like a lot of work. Yeah, and, and I never, think you and, can go through neighborhoods and see the sign wars when they start up. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't like. Has anyone ever like changed their vote or decided their vote based on a sign that they saw out in the uh, in the road or on like? You know, they must because there's there's well, a lot I, of them. Yes. Yeah, and, but and, that doesn't mean that there's logic behind it. No, agreed. But it's Freedoms America. I, I get it. No, I, I think you can have it. I think some of the lesser known campaigns, lesser known positions, not as uh, controversial. Uh, you yeah, know, those I are. I think name yeah, recognition yep. then makes a difference if you're looking at your local races and those kind of things. Um, I, obviously, at the presidential level, I think most people are pretty well decided where they're going to vote before. You know, perhaps even candidates are announced sometimes. So I can take down my Kanye West one I've got outside my house? That's Well, uh, obviously, yeah, yeah. That's a done deal already. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think everybody knows well, about, certainly. about Kanye, of course. Uh, that was, was kind of predetermined yeah. once the, it was announced, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so as well. Yeah. So don't steal campaign signs. Yeah, just leave message. them alone. If it's you know a joke, it isn't a joke. It is actually criminal, so you can get uh, fined for that. Um, so don't do it, and uh, put up two signs for your candidate of choice if, if it's that issue for you. If it's just out there for fun, then don't. Fair enough. Makes sense? You with me? Yep, with you, okay. 100%. All right. Um, so we also had a uh, some driving conduct that was uh, dealt with this past week. So uh, last Thursday, in fact, uh, during the day, um, the uh, Chief Deputy Widenstrom, I think he's been in here with you, not recently though. It's been a hot minute. Boy, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, so he was driving a uh, unmarked vehicle, um, noticed some erratic driving by an individual, uh, did a traffic stop, turns out the, uh, the male driver uh, license was revoked, and female passenger who actually owned the vehicle uh, had a valid license, so he, um, you know, cited the driver for a, a revoked license. Uh, you know, gave him the typical "why is a valid driver sitting in the passenger seat" conversation, and made him switch seats. Probably and the same reason my wife doesn't like to drive anywhere. Just my wife hates driving. But you're valid, right? We're both, yeah. Okay, we'll, but, we'll go with that. But There's even, a difference. even so, I can totally believe my wife's just, like, just drive. I don't want to drive. <laughs> well, apparently that wasn't enough because uh, uh, an hour or so later, I'm not sure exactly what it was, uh, one of our investigators, who also drives an unmarked vehicle, uh, was on the freeway southbound, and there was a, a vehicle that caught his attention because it was going 90-plus uh, down the freeway and, and passing people unsafely. Um, so he um, did a traffic stop on that vehicle, and uh, lo and behold, it was the same couple in the same seats, and the uh, individual was, again, cited for DAR and driving conduct. So um, hopefully two in one day, uh, back-to-back like that is enough to educate that person, but I'm guessing might require more the way uh, the way that happens. So um, 
you know, it, it really is, I think a lot of things we do in law enforcement is, you know, education and, and trying to, certainly around here, trying to educate people with warnings and pointing out the the uh, unsafe the fallacy conduct in their ways. that's going on. The what? The fallacy. Oh, yes. In Perfect. their ways. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and getting that message across so people can drive safely and, and carry on about their day. Um, and then obviously enforcement is a huge part of the, the next step of getting people into um, understanding the importance of driving safe and, and following those kind of road rules so we don't have um, you know, bad incidences on our, on our roads. But it certainly shouldn't take two citations in uh, a matter of hours um, to um, get that point across. And also, if, if someone is knowingly driving without a valid license, wouldn't you think you'd go like 69 on the freeway or the speed 54 limit on like the side? Yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't necessarily want to draw attention to yourself if, in fact, you're driving illegally. Just saying. Yeah. Um, kind of seems self-evident to me, but obviously that's uh, also called... Uh, Job security in our world. Yeah, keeping you going. People don't uh, don't seem to self-regulate too well on, on some cases. So, um, you know, let their uh, missteps um, guide the rest of us mm-hmm. and learn vicariously from from their experiences, so you don't have to go through it. So, if uh, let's start with driving safely, following the rules of the roadway. Uh, so you don't have to get uh, pulled over and, and start the journey towards getting your license revoked. And then those of you that might be have some, some uh, hiccups in your driving record, you know, find someone who's valid, let them drive until you get your things uh, straightened out where you can get your license back and, and carry on. So, it, again, I don't think it's that difficult when you have a legal driver in the vehicle with you. To me, again, that seems pretty obvious of, of what you should be doing. So I will, uh, I will quit uh, preaching about it now, and hopefully everyone understands that. Uh, we did have uh, one incident that I don't think we've had before. Uh, we had a report of an uh, injury on, on private property where someone had set up their own personal zip line. And uh, apparently a, uh, a young female uh, was, was trying it out and uh, the seat came apart and she fell anywhere from 15 to, to 20 feet uh, off of that uh, cable uh, onto the ground. So uh, she, when it came in, it was reported, uh, you know, a fairly high fall. And that's typically something that we will send a air uh, ambulance to automatically as soon as we get that call we call it auto launch if you will where certain injuries you know serious uh, car crashes or falls or, or um, those type of medicals will automatically call for our air ambulance to see if they're available get them started because it does take some ramp up time for them to get in the air and get here but once they get going obviously the uh, the speed is uh, there to get them there quickly so we auto-launched the uh, air ambulance for her. Um, ultimately, she didn't require the airlift to, uh, to go in. Uh, her injuries, uh, thankfully, weren't that significant. But 
again, it's uh, hopefully educational to other people that, you know, if you're going to be um, going on somebody's private uh, zip line, you might want to double check the um, equipment and uh, make sure it's safe and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, sometimes um, fun things carry a little bit of risk with them. So um, obviously, be aware of that. Uh, I don't think anyone would climb up onto a tree and jump onto a, a, a seat without understanding there's risk. But Sometimes talking things through and thinking things through is a, not a bad idea as well. So good thing uh, she turned out okay on that, and uh, hopefully everyone else had a fun time. All right. Well, Sheriff, thank you so much for stopping on by, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Sheriff Jeff Nelson here on WCMP. Once again, the Sheriff's Report brought to you by Bozeman Newton Insurance. Let's welcome in our friend Andrew Duvall for a look here at sports on WCMP. And, of course, sports brought to you by American Family Insurance. Rob Sanvik Agency. For a quote, contact Jim Laven with the Rob Sanvik Agency at 320-629-2927 or visit robsanvik.com, locations in Pine City and North Branch. Duvall, let's talk sports. What you got for today? Well, real quick, the Pine City Athletic Hall of Fame banquet that was originally scheduled for Saturday, September 26th, has been postponed. It's going to move to the spring to try to uh, coordinate there with the new football schedule. So an exact date uh, has yet to be determined. We'll let you know when that comes out. The Minnesota outfielder Max Kepler smashed a three-round homer in the ninth to provide the needed cushion as the Twins topped the Pirates 5-2 in Pittsburgh. Marwin Gonzalez played the other two runs for Minnesota, which moved to 10-2 with its sixth straight win. The first team to reach 10 wins in Major League Baseball. Just absolutely dominant we'll take it. right now. Uh, the Twins and Bucks wrap up their two-game series in Pittsburgh with an afternoon game today at uh, 12.35. So I believe that's going to be a noon pregame here on WCMP. Wild look to take a crucial game three this afternoon against Vancouver. The best of five series tied at one game apiece after Minnesota won game one and three nothing. And then uh, the Canucks took game two, four to three. Puck drop today is scheduled at 1.30 this afternoon. So uh, I'm going to give you guys permission to take a half a day today. Not oh, not, not my employees. No, I'm oh. talking to the listeners that are listening out there. Um, excuse me. I think they should take a half a day to watch the, the Twins and the uh, in the wild. Oh, but, but not you. No, you still have to work okay. a full day. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, the Minnesota United. Taking on Orlando tonight in the semifinals, the MLS is back tournament. Uh, looking forward to that. Winner will play Portland in the championship game coming up. That's a 7 o'clock tonight on ESPN2. All right. Does that do it for sports? Yes, sir. That's look at sports brought to you by Sanvik Agency. 8.16 here for your time. Your local news is brought to you by Recovering Hope Treatment Center. Let's welcome to the studio our friend, Pine City native Joe Keyport. Joe, welcome back. Let's talk some local news. What you got? Well, last Saturday, Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers, his mask mandate went into effect, much to the dismay and praise from residents. Many chimed in, including sheriffs from the northwestern part of Wisconsin, who pointed out difficulty enforcing the mandate. Our attorney general's office has given guidance to the sheriff to say that public health should actually be the one that enforces this mandate. So I believe they're gathering the information and forwarding it to the district attorney, and then he will make a decision on whether or not he's going to pursue it. 
That was Burnett County Tracy Burnett County Sheriff Tracy Finch. Finch went on to say that the phone there is a phone line and email tip line set up for those looking to report violations. You can listen to her talk more about that in our new uh, Burnett County Sheriff's report segment, and that's on our podcast WCMP's on demand wherever you get your podcasts and on our website. All right, what else are you talking about today, Joe? Um, Chisago County businesses should be aware after fake $100 bills were discovered earlier this week. About 10 $100 bills were received uh, by Chisago County deputies in the south end of the county, and they were described as obviously fake. The bills were printed with pink Asian characters on both the front and back of the bills. Law enforcement went on to say that a number of these scams using this currency is going on right now. All right, keep an eye out there. What else, Joe? Aiken County has reported reported its first death related to COVID-19. According to the, the county public health supervisor, the victim was in their 80s and released no other details. The county has 29 confirmed COVID-19 cases as of yesterday. To kind of continue looking at East Central Minnesota, Pine County has had has 128, Chisago has 184, Isanti has 114, and Kanabic County has 30 confirmed cases as of yesterday. All right, and then one more story for today, Joe. Yeah, Monday marked the beginning of Phase 2 for the Street Improvement Project in the city of Sandstone. Phase 2 focuses on portions of Court, Pine, and Commercial Avenue, plus 5th and 6th Street. Crews will be fixing pavement along with doing spot, curb, and gutter repair. Construction is scheduled to be wrapped up by August or October 2nd. That's a look at your local news brought to you by Recovering Hope Treatment Center. Now, I think we've gone over this for a while. The gender reveal parties are just kind of kind of dumb. Yeah. I mean, you got you do what you do. Like I get it. Like everybody wants to like, yeah, gender reveal, blah blah blah. It was the cool thing. And I'm not going to rip people for doing a gender reveal party. As long as they don't kill grandma in the as process. As, yeah, as long as you don't kill somebody, you don't do some explosion. Like, you can get creative. I'm not even going to, like, care that much. Just make sure, like, you don't burn anything. You don't kill anything. anything. But this is sometimes what happens when you have a gender reveal party because one of the parents sometimes wants a significant gender. Oh. For that, for that like, baby. Okay. We've seen it before. It's not really something you can control. My wife has uh, told me a story about uh, a certain person who had a bunch of girls and or a bunch of boys. They had five, six boys. Yeah. And then finally they had a girl. And it was such a happy moment. And I wondered to myself, what if that had been a boy? Would they have been just as happy? And yeah, they can say they would have been. After six kids, though, are you really that happy to have another kid? No, though? you're definitely not. I don't get it. I, I don't know why you yeah. would stop after zero. But <laughs> here's a story of a uh, guy who did pretty much what you shouldn't. He's in his early 30s, already mm-hmm. has a five-year-old daughter. Okay. So evidently he was hoping for a boy on this gender reveal. But their gender reveal sparkler... So, you know, sparkler, that's not really that's over not the top. Not bad. Shot pink sparks when they lit it. And he could not hide how disappointed he was. As people walked up to congratulate him, his wife told him to at least try to look happy. But instead, he just walked out, jumped in his car, and left. Left the gender reveal party. And this, my friend Joe, is some of the dangers of having a gender reveal party. Because yeah. some people don't hide their feelings. No. And some people will be like, ah, we don't care if it's a boy or a that- girl, just as long as it's a healthy baby. They say that. Yeah. But they don't mean it. No. Each person has a sp- specific gender of child that they probably want to have. 
I think it's the American dream to have one boy, one girl type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's the stereotypical or prototypical American dream. It really doesn't matter. I mean, you should be happy regardless of which gender you have baby-wise. Yeah. But we all know. I don't know. I th- some dads want that stereotypical throw the ball with the with their with their son, keep the family lineage going. I heard it's just one, okay, give me one like that whole like we need a son to to move the family line. What are we like royalty in 15th century Europe? Your name means crap squat. Like well, if for I mean, keyboard's kind of a it's a very common G- German name. Oh, is from it? What I understand. Okay, well, I then, don't know. Like, I'm fine. Then like, you ain't that special. No, exactly. Like, I, but that's why you don't care because you ain't special. If you, I, 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 well, one, I don't understand if it's royalty. Like, but like, still, it doesn't matter. Your name means nothing. I saw something yesterday that said instead of saying you're not having kids. Just say you're planning on having the family lineage end, end with, with you. you. Yeah, that's, an old, and, that's and it, an old bit. And it sounds more aggressive. Yeah. And I like it. I like that. Yeah. Just have the, having the family lineage end with me because I have that power. Mm. I have the power to stop that, even though I don't because my brother already has yeah. a kid. And also, my dad had 10 brothers. Yeah. And all of his brothers have already had kids, and all their kids pretty much have kids already. And some of those kids even have kids as well. Oh, no. So there's really no point in me trying, like, I can't, I can't stop it. There's there's no stopping the Miron name, except yeah. for that one group of Myrons who are related to us and call themselves the Myrons, those fools. Mm. But either way. Yes. And it, to any one of my family members listening, it's not because I'm not happy to be a keyboard and or a but, anything else. But it just, it, I don't know, it, it it holds no weight beyond my own family. I thought it did. When I was growing up, I definitely thought like my last name meant something. I was like, oh, be proud of your last name. Mm-hmm. But as I grow up, like I just really, really don't care that much. Yeah. I mean, I like my last name. It's a yeah. cool last name. Same. I like my last name too. But still... I mean, yeah, it just, it, 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 we, we don't have like a crazy, like, it doesn't hold a crazy weight that you expect. Back to the task at hand. Yes. When you have a husband or significant other that you know cares that much about which gender it is, maybe, just maybe, you don't do a gender reveal no. with people around or you don't video it. Or maybe you just have them check out the little sheet of paper that yeah. like, that'll tell them. Well, also think about like that kid when they when it when it grows up and learns that its dad that its dad was so unhappy that it's a girl left the party. Well, then the kid will realize, wow, yeah, my dad makes hates a me. lot of sense. Yeah, because that man probably shouldn't is unfit to have children. No, that you're going all aggressive. No, you're allowed to be disappointed at something in life. It's disappointed when you have your first kid because you didn't even want kids. Well, yeah. Disappointed when you got your second kid because your wife promised it was going to be a boy and then it wasn't a boy and now yeah. you got two girls. Like, there's nothing wrong with having two girls. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you're expecting something or wanting something and you don't get it, sometimes you can be disappointed. Again, there's nothing wrong with being a little bummed. You'd be like, oh, I wanted a boy, but I'm still, it's still a girl. Like, it's a kid. If you want kids and you get that upset you're not having another kid, I I challenge your ability to be a parent. Well, that's just another reason you should never have kids, exactly. Joe. Joe, thanks for stopping on by, my friend, and we will talk to you tomorrow. See you then. That's Pine State Native Joe Keyboard here on WCMP. 844 here for your time. Let's welcome in Andrew Duvall for a look at sports and stuff. Duvall, what's up, man? Hey, Joshua. How are you today? I'm okay. Uh, Making it through this Thursday? I hope so. I mean, it's a Thursday, so yeah, I mean, so true. we're pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roberta's making me say, like, happy birthday to you Why today. Why would you do that? Because it's why your do birthday. You, why do you listen to her? Like, uh, you know you don't have to do what she says, well, right? Well, here's, here's, here's the thing, is she 
wanted us all to sing happy birthday to you on air. Mm, did you tell her that was not allowed? No. I said I didn't say anything back because it was so stupid. She's like, I just didn't feel like it was even bringing up. So I figured maybe if I just said happy birthday to you on air, she would just leave us just alone. Just leave it alone. She's lucky she's good at her job because like the happy birthday on the air bit, it might be a fireable offense. Don't you remember the last person we fired from mm-hmm. like because they sang they, happy birthday? They, they even they just kind of like gave me a, like a sideways look on my birthday. I was like done. Yeah, just done. Like, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm leaving after the show today. Uh, let's talk <laughs> some uh, sports. What you got for today? Well, well, thank you, I guess, for wishing me happy birthday. Yeah. Thanks, Roberta, for that. <laughs> Uh, we can talk some sports. The Twins got a nice win yesterday. Minnesota outfielder Max Kepler smashed a three-run home run in the ninth to provide the needed cushion as the Twins topped the Pirates 5-2 in Pittsburgh. Marwin Gonzalez played the other two runs for Minnesota, which moved to 10-2 and with its sixth straight win. The Twins and the Pirates wrap up their two-game series in Pittsburgh with an afternoon game today, starting at 12.35 noon pregame here on WCMP. The Wild look to take a crucial Game 3 this afternoon against Vancouver. The best-of-five series is tied to one game apiece. After Minnesota won Game 1, 3-0, and then the Canucks took Game 2, 4-3. Puck drop today, scheduled for 1-30 this afternoon. So you're going to be wearing out the remote, flipping back and forth between the Twins. Or you could, let let me back up, track down that one. You watch the Wild on mute and listen to the Twins on WCMP. Love it. Yeah. Seems genius to me. Much better idea there. Vikings continue with offseason workouts at the team headquarters this week using increased safety protocols to stay healthy. Offensive tackle Brian O'Neill admits it's been taking some time to get used to the new guidelines the team has to follow, including wearing masks. While they're going through their walkthroughs, they are wearing tracking devices to alert them as to when they've been too close to a teammate for too long. O'Neill says most of what they've been doing this week is strength and conditioning as well. And Minnesota United play tonight at 7 o'clock in the semifinals of the MLS's back tournament, taking on Orlando. Hold up, hold up. Mom, cancel all my plans. The loons play tonight. Yes. I've had some people text me say, are you doing anything fun tonight for your birthday? I'm like, I will be eating a steak and watching the loons play. And that is all I need. Don't shoot. Right there. There's a 0% chance they win tonight, isn't there? Because it's my birthday? Because it's your birthday. They're just going to ruin my dreams. Oh, man. That stinks for you. It's pretty sad. And this is why, you know, I mean, I didn't grow up in Minnesota, so I don't really cheer for Minnesota sports teams very often. But uh, Michigan doesn't have a professional soccer team, so I've adopted the Loons because they're nice and close and, and I can cheer for them. But I'm slowly learning that you don't. Well, I haven't learned yet because they've been playing really well. But when, at what point do they crush your dreams? Is it in the semifinals or in the finals? Probably the semifinals. Semifinals, because I think if the uh, for well, if, at least for me, if the Vikings made the Super Bowl, especially that year where it was in Minnesota, like I would have just been, been so enough. happy that they were in it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously, you always want to win, and then you're going to be disappointed when they don't win at all, and you're going to be like, "Oh, this was the year." But getting crushed in like the semifinals is way worse than just losing in the finals, in my opinion. So yeah, I'll take agree. the lose of the championship would be sweet. Be fun. Yeah, it'd be a good time. So hopefully they can get the win tonight against Orlando, seven o'clock on ESPN two. All right, does that do it for sports? Yes, sir. Stuff coming up right after this. Duvall, you are not going to believe the fact that they wasted money to do this statistical research. It's it's one of the most obvious research things I've ever seen in my life. 
and I can't I believe can't hate these. I, I hate these so much. I cannot believe they actually spent money to research this. Turns out, thanks to a new study, found that kids will do better in school if they have smarter friends. <laughs> no way. Seriously? What are the odds? You're telling me that if they're surrounded by smarter people, they will do better as well? What are the chances? So I have a funny How story. How is that about possible? This. There was a kid in my high school that uh, we it was in I think it was government class. He was a straight F student, and uh, the, he decided he was going to start sitting next to me every day. And then all of a sudden, he started getting B's and C's on all of his uh, papers and tests and things like that. And then the, so the teacher moved him to the other side of the room, and he went back to getting F's again. So you surround your children with smarter people, and they're obviously going to start doing well. Also, surround your children with. Uh, other kids that write their answers very Large big on tests don't cover their paper and don't cover their paper very well. It just makes sense. Evidently, our closest pals help sculpt our tastes, interests, and even personality. And now, this new study finds that a student's friends also help determine their academic performance and grades. Thanks to these genius researchers from the National Research Whoa. University Higher School of Economics. Hold on a second. So you're telling me, like, if my friends focus on their academics and their and their homework and things like that and get that stuff done, that means I'm more likely to do that as well? I guess it sounds Man. pretty unrealistic. I don't believe it. Yeah, I know. Not for one second. I, so my question is, was I really that dumb or was I just no, surrounded by were. dumb people? That's a good that's a good point. You've met my friends before. Yeah. They're all dumb. <laughs> They're all very dumb. So maybe it's not your fault. It's not. Because yeah. I just needed to be surrounded by smarter people. I mean, it does go. I mean, I know this study's stupid because we didn't need to do this study, but it does. I mean, it is important to who who you surround yourself with is very, very important. This is the classic pretty soon, though, that your parents are going to stop letting you hang out with people because they're not a student. Not smart enough to be your friend. And, and then kids aren't very tactful either. So you have to be careful on how you break it to them when you say like, hey, you can't hang out with so-and-so because that kid's going to be like, well, my mom says you're too stupid to hang out with and that does not going to go over very well. But what if they're not wrong? It still doesn't go over very well. I have one other thing, though, to point out in this is... Does it really matter what grades you get in high school? Not really. I'll let you. Uh, I'll you let just, you take that. that you road. just have to pass everything. You know. You know what grades I got in school, Duvall? I. You seem like a. You actually seem like a B. I was deceased. a B kid. Yeah, I, I think I was gonna say you're a B kid because a B kid. here's why: because you are a smart person, but you don't want to try very hard. And usually, those types of people are B students because they can get it done. They just don't. Like you yeah, could have been an A student if you been wanted a, to, but I was surrounded didn't. by idiot friends. Yeah, so they brought that's my fault. It wasn't. It's not my fault. It's my friends' fault, and it's my parents' fault for, for letting you for letting me mm -hmm. hang out with those friends. Like it's just it's it's classic, and. I just, this is the most well, obvious research I've ever seen. Do you think this study is actually saying that you don't need to spend time with your students, with your kids, helping them on their homework? You need to spend time with your kids' friends and making sure that they, they get their smart. stuff done? Yes. It's but, just a, it's a smart move. Like I'm not a parent, but I bet Katie would say like she would. She thinks it's a really good idea for like other parents to tell like her kids how to do their homework. Oh, and that's like a that, great idea to try to make them smarter, so that way it'll be better for your kids. If you see somebody else's kids teach them stuff, 
Make them smarter, and then your kid will become mm-hmm. smarter. Don't teach your kids something. Your kid's not going to listen to you. That's you're, what I'm getting out of this. You're just a parent. But if you teach other kids around your kid to be smart, maybe your kid will soak it up, or else your kid will be like me and just be dumb. <laughs> Either way, folks, evidently, according to this mind-blowing research, if you hang around with people that are smart, you evidently can be just as smart as them. Probably not just as smart as them, but you can do okay. Duvall, thanks for stopping on by, my friend. I can't hang out with you anymore because I need to get my grades (laughs) up, but we'll talk later. Sounds good. That's Andrew Duvall here on WCMP.